for speaking to us tonight about um, out-of-town stuff. Um, so um, I, I think you need no introduction being so famous, so jump right in. I first want to thank, I want to thank everybody for having me. Specifically, I was called by Rabbi Yehuda Deitch, and I have a tremendous appreciation. I'm looking now and feel very comfortable here. Tzviki and I are old friends, and I look around Yetzi Blumstein. Bechevri here is very familiar to me. I um, I really appreciate Yehuda Deitch and have been zeichi to watch him and his wife, his precious son, Penny, and they're impressive people, and an honor to join him. Since for many, many years, I am not zeichi to a personal... But I am... Um, I was to live in Sanajim Rechevet, and Berkowitz spoke every other week at the Tzrif. I davened at a different minion, but I would go there for the weeks he spoke. I wanted to hear his Torah, and he's somebody I appreciate that Berkowitz's Torah a lot, and have been zeichet when things happen in Klal Yisrael, I always like tuning in to what Reb Berkowitz says. His Torah resonates by me, and... And he doesn't need my askam in any which way, but I just share your appreciation for your Rebbe Reberkowitz. I appreciate his tired, the clarity on any chag when he speaks about a yamtiv, when he speaks about any chag that he speaks about, it looks to me like it's nailed, it's precise, it resonates by me. So I share your appreciation, clearly learning Uriel chose this kailo. So I also very much appreciate Reberkowitz. I was asked, to talk about the topic that, the way I understand it. I'd like to share some thoughts with everybody here. I want to I I start by saying, obviously there are thoughts of Kirov and Chinuch out of town Rabbanus. I want to say, and, and I want to say like this, there's no industry of warmth. There's no industry called Kirov, and I want to explain it. In Waterbury is known as a very warm yeshiva. So we like package warmth and maybe like we sell warmth. That's very not real. And most intelligent people will see through that. A yeshiva is only warm if the rebbeim are warm to each other. The secret to Waterbury is the rebbeim like each other. My kids were raised in this yeshiva. The other rebbeim are awesome to my children. And there's an honest relationship amongst the rebbeim. There's no such thing as a yeshiva. It's a warm place if the rebbeim are not warm to each other. If a rebbe is not warm to his wife and kind and caring and considerate, he does not have a warm yeshiva. He's packaging a farce. And the impact of the yeshiva, the impact of an out-of-town rub is as much as he is to his own children, he can then spread that light. The light that exists, that's real. Now, I admit there are people that are charismatic and people package all sorts of shkarim. And I don't say a person will have no impact, but I don't think it will be enduring and powerful and true. And sheker doesn't last. A yeshiva to be a warm place, and this speaks to an out-of-town rub, it speaks to Kirov. For a yeshiva to be a warm place means that people are kind and considerate to each other. That's what it means. I have a friend who took over a yeshiva who's becoming in charge. His first line of business is that the rebellion should like each other and care about each other. Because like I'm saying, there's no like, whatever is warm because the rebellion are nice to each other and kind and like each other. 
And that warmth can emanate, can be shared outside also. I was once studying, a guy asked me, a guy asked me, a, a guy I'm close to was asking Shilas at Staka. And he wanted to research things about Staka. And we were learning that Allah is where he should give. He came to a lot of money, where he should give charity. And anybody who studies the way the construction of a giver is, is those that are close to you come first. Your brother comes first. Your own block comes first. The construction of a giver is to give to those that are close to you first. And then healthily it can extend out. The person becomes a giver by giving to his wife, to his children, and then he could share that with the public. The most dynamic kir of Suda to any sophisticated person, and the, the, the way it will play out philosophically, you have a whole bunch of people sitting by your table. Are you focused on Jeff and Ken and Barbara and ignoring your wife and children and they watch your tier of activity? That's a certain type. I find that very, very fake. And you're trying to package warmth and package Yiddishkeit, not being a living example of Yiddishkeit. A person at the best kira for Jeff, Barbara, and Ken to see is to see you interact with your wife, that you're focused. Your wife's at the table. You're talking to her. You're focused on your children, and you share with other people. I want to describe what a good mechanech is, what I think a good mechanech is, and in turn, what a good out-of-town rub is and a good mekarev is. A good, a good mechanech to the secular world is a person of charisma. They're charismatic. They could take a dry subject, math, science, chomesh, gemara. I don't call those intrinsically dry, but what youngsters might consider dry. And they're so charismatic and excited. He's a geshmaka rebbe. That in the secular world makes a good educator. He's so much fun, and there's a good thing to being fun. It's a good thing to being cool. That certainly could attract people. But a mechanic, an educator in the secular world is good at packaging something and take a subject uninteresting to the youth and package it well enough. In our world, what a good mechanic, what I see works and is dynamic and everlasting, it's, all, it's hard for us all to be authentic. It's very, very difficult. We're all working. I'm working. And through guys, I have discovered many places that Daniel Kalish hides from. I have conflict avoidant tendencies, uh, insecurities, and I'm trying to look inside. I have learned from guys who are honest, incredibly honest, and have called me out. You're being sweet, but are you being, are you, are you looking into yourself? Are you feeling? Are you processing all different places inside of yourself? A good mechanic, a good mechanic is an authentic person who taps into authenticity for yourself, which is difficult. Now, as difficult as it is and the courage it takes to be honest and real and working out and accepting of self, then the next step, which is murder, you know how hard it is to be real in front of people? I'm standing, I'm sitting in front of a screen now with boxes that many of them I know, and some people I don't, and I want to sound gishmak and afterwards say, oh, was that cool? Did I say right? I want Yehuda Deitch as my friend. I want him to be happy with the product I deliver. 
and to be authentic and to look into yourself. Daniel, are you saying what you believe? Are you saying what you feel? Are you giving over something authentic? It's hard enough to be authentic yourself to then do it in public is murder. A good mechanic is the ability to be authentic yourself and share that light with others. That's the way, that's a good mekarev, to be authentic and then to share with others authenticity. That's the most powerful are in the world. The ones who have the most impact are authentic and share it with others. It's nicker, it's recognizable to others. When I look for a Rebbe, I look for somebody. Charisma is very low down, though good, there are skills to have and could help. But when I look for people that are authentic and could share that authenticity with others, it's very, very difficult to have it and to share it. And in, in, the, in the process of sharing, we often can like lose ourselves, get back to yourself. I have watched people in positions, everybody who's doing Kirib, you'll have times to speak as a mushal. They're all different ch- cheap tricks. When you speak, you could say something dramatic. You could say something controversial. That's a way of maybe it, it will go viral. I'll knock this, I'll rip that. And I find all those things are not lasting and they do not have a strong power. The strongest power is to stick who you are, what you believe. All of us have things we connect to deeply. Always spread and share what you connect deeply to. We have deep things inside of ourselves. We have Tyra that resonates by us. People ask all the time, you want to be Mikhail somebody, what should I learn with him? What should I teach him? Where's the trick? Where's the safer? Learn this with people, it will blow them away. You could study anything on earth with people. If it resonates by you, the tyrant talks to us and things and what resonates every one of us here, different things that resonate by us. When things resonate by us and I'm willing to share with the next person, I'm willing, I'm open-minded to share it with the next person. It will resonate by the next person. So that's, that's my first my first thing I want to share is there's no Kirov industry. Kirov is the guy who's excellent to his wife. Share it with Ken as well. Include him in that which you have and that which you are. It's massively impactful. We have a wealth of goodness. We have a wealth of Yiddishkeit. We are souls, powerful souls. And we have a Tyra that our soul craves. And we have a Tyra that resonates by us. Share that with the next person. I say to anybody going into Kirov, really work on our own self, our own relationship with wife, our own relationship with children, to be a person who's very connected to ideals. And you'll find your own style, your own power, your own things that are you're passionate about, and you'll share that with the next. That's Kirov and that's Chenuch. And that, 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 that makes it hits its mark, it makes a massive impact. So that's the first thing I wanted to share. The first thing I would tell anybody going to Kirov, much like this friend who started a yeshiva, is that his first line of business is to make sure the rebellion are crazy about each other. There's a brotherhood and a chevreshaft and a closeness of the rebellion. The first thing I would say a guy going to Kirov is to be mechazik his relationship to his wife. Whatever good it is, make it better. In Kirov, somebody's very alone. You're out of town, you're far away, 
And what you're in a yeshiva, it's the Rebbeim, and you're welcoming people to Rebbeim. In Kirov, you're welcoming in people. When you're out of town to you and your wife, that should be dynamic and powerful. Develop that. Put a lot of kaychas there because you're sharing that. I want to say a secret to everybody here. This wasn't the schmooze on marriage. And, and I just want to say things that I do feel. I don't want to speak about speaking what you feel about and talk. I want to say that when you have a dynamic marriage, you're a tiger. And if you and your wife are honestly close and, and sincere about it and developing the friendship, developing, building it up, you go anywhere, you're a powerful force because you have something. You have connection. The tire is a world of connection and you have something that you've built and developed and have it in a sincere way. You have a lot to share with the world. Share that. Invite others in. Invite somebody to a Shabbos table that that exists. That's amazingly powerful. I want to tell you that I was Zaycha now for the seventh year row in Yeshiva. I have a child, Siyata Dishmayu, who learns in Yeshiva for the seventh year running. And I'm praying my son is 50-50. I hope he comes back. He's officially 12th grade. I hope he comes back. He, um, he, that would be my eighth year next year. A Yidin Eretz Yisrael called me and he asked me that I heard you have a son in your share for years. My son is joining my share. Do you have any advice? And I told him that on younger kids, this would not apply because the sug is of jealousy. I told him on older kids, my advice is your son is first, second, third, fourth, your son is first. And I said, any sophisticated person looks how you treat their son, the best hope is for them to become a son. So any sophisticated person will look, if you're nice to the bacher, to the, mekar, to the person you're being mekar of, what happens when they become in your family? Of course, all of us, it's a tendency, somebody far, we want to prove to Ken that we're so nice and kind. But what happened when Ken becomes a Ben bias, when he becomes a Ben? And being mechazic, our own relationship to our sons. And then Ken's best hope is he'll become a Ben also, but you're good to your Bunim. Be, I, I say it in an honest way to everybody here, be mechazek your relationship to your wife and children. It could be good, make it great. That's what you're going with. And that's what you're allowing people to enter. Avram Avinu, who started our people, is very fascinating as a family. It's Avram and Sarah. It's the base Avram. It's very interesting. We could have started with the yeshiva. And we have a Rebbe who joined, you have Maish Rabbeinu, but it's interesting that our people started with a family. I think a guy goes to do Kirov out of town, he's bringing a mishpacha, that's what he's going armed with. And he's inviting people into his world. I say to be mechazek your world. Be mechazek, accept your world and be mechazek your world in a very, very, very strong way. Be mechazek your world. That's my first message that I want to share. I think it's a sugya. I think for all of us, it's a unique sugya being mechazek. And whatever good it is, make it better. That being mechazek, that world is how you're doing kirov, how you're doing chenach. You're allowing people in. Be mechazek that. There are other things to do than it's tricks. And that I, I can't support that or say that's very authentic. I could say that if we're mechazik our world, then we could allow people in and have a tremendous impact. 
The second, the second message that I would say to everybody here that's that's learning Torah and has this dream to share Torah. I think that's we come from Avram Avinu. Any person wants to share the Torah, is I want to say the following point. We call it Kirov, sounds like we are close and somebody's Rachaik and we're bringing them close. And I want to say that in moments of honesty, I don't know, I don't look at souls, I don't know people in the Shamas, I don't have those eyes. We have Gedolim and Sadiqim who can clearly see things that many of us can't see. And I want to say that in a deep, deep way, we're we're looking at people, whether the person is struggling and not yet from, where the person was once from and struggling off the derech, I'm a soul and all the boxes here are souls. We're neshamas. Now we have a world, we have a personality. In many, many ways, the person in front of you is not broken. They have a soul. You have to approach them knowing that, almost intimidated. There's a soul here, and I'm a soul, and you're a soul. A big, and the person might be a bigger soul. I remember one night, dorm counselors woke me up four in the morning, and there was a particular bacher who was giving them a hard time. It was a, they, they knocked on my door at four in the morning. You need to deal with this bacher. He was going absolutely crazy. And I, I walked with him from four o'clock to seven o'clock in the morning. And you find out when you walk in the middle of the night with somebody, it's a very vulnerable time. And the kid, we spoke for three hours and he shared with me that this guy who by anybody's view would be a troubled youth, he had a notebook of letters he wrote to God. Do you hear me? Practical person, a kid, he's 16 years old at the time. He had a notebook of letters he's written to God. I'm 48, I have no notebook of letters I've written to God. I saw this from him, I lost my mind. There's a practical guy, people would pass by, would call him a struggling youth. He has a notebook of letters he wrote to Hashem. And I was very, very like, like taken by him. I ended up making a deal. I said, you're, you're very close to Hashem. I want you to impact my relationship to Hashem. That sincerity, that realness, he writes letters to Hashem. I want you to impact me. I think you have health issues. I think I could help you. I'll make a deal. I'll try to help with your health issues if you help me with my relationship to Hashem. And I want to say that a big part of Kirov and a big part of Chenuch is the awareness that you're dealing with a soul who might, by the way, be a bigger soul than you and I. And that matters. We certainly have things we want to teach and things we want to impact, but understand who you're dealing with. Rev Hirsch has a line that the bedrock of education is covered, that the basis, the base of education is respect. The Rambam and Hilchas Talmud Torah says a Rebbe, and Perakei Allah Yedimel, says a Rebbe's Mechoyetu Mechabit is Talmidim. Respect is not a superficial thing. Is not like externally, oh, you're a nice kid, pat, pat, you're very nice. Respect is davar pnimi, it's what Iker covets b'machshava the chayadam writes. Respect is something what we hold passionately, what we believe alone. The main impact we'll have on somebody is when we're impressed with them, but real, not what we say, and it's an avayda. 
What I say it takes to be impressed with somebody, and please everybody hear this, because I think it's true. The main, what do you need to be impressed with people? What's the trick? The trick is to accept yourself. The trick is complete acceptance of self. If you don't accept yourself with our flaws, with our, with all our shenanigans, with all our funny parts that all of us have, if you don't accept yourself, you don't see people as good. I've seen it. And most, if, if we would all be butterflies, we'd walk into, we'd fly into a room, we'd see a room of tzaddikim. People would look good to us and we would want good for people. What stops us from seeing good at people, it's a Gemara Kedushan called Our own insecurities cause us to see not good in people. The main weapon you need to do Kirib is to hold to yourself and accept yourself. With our flaws, with our, I'm flawed, you're flawed, he's flawed, we're human. We're all humans, very human. Insecurities and troubles and worries and mistakes, we're human. A deep acceptance of self an appreciation of self allows us to see good in the people we're dealing with. And when we see good, we can impact. When you see a soul, you can impact. Allow me, Uriel, to share a gift Hashem gave me. And I don't know if there's supposed to be questions. I'm talking straight. I'm going to pause after this thought and look for questions. Allow me to share a gift Hashem gave me. It was Shmini Atzeris. And I was thinking about Shmini Atzeris. I was during Shmini it was Shmini Atzeris. And Shmini Atzeris is from the happiest days of the calendar, Ach Sameach. And Shmini Atzeris celebrates Libun, the purification from sin. It's Ach, Ach is the Chaf Aleph days, the Svasemes, the 21 days from Rosh Hashanah through Aishana Rabbah. And then we explode Semcha, Nagila Venismacha, Bach. Bach is 22, the 22nd day, the great joy of Kapara Savoinus. And I asked myself, do I believe I had a great Rosh Hashanah? That I have a great Aserisimei How did I do Yom Kippur? I shine a rabba. So all the imperfection of those days makes my Simcha less. So what's my, what's my Shmini Aseris? How fired am I? All those space outs during Yom Kippur. All the time I wasn't concentrating. How much tshuva did I do? So is my simcha mitigated? Ach, sameach. Simcha. Oh, wow. And we see tzaddikim and great people who have a joy, the gruz joy we read in my Sarav Simcha's Torah. So where do we stand? And let's say somebody completely failed during the 21 days. So tell them, wait, I looked in my Siddur when it said the Shmini Atzeris, if there was a little notation that if you didn't have, if you just became from, wait to next year. I didn't see anything like that. So what's the Ach Sameach for a guy who joined Yiddishkeit the day of Shmini Atzeris? What's the Simcha? He didn't have the Libun. And Hashem put a gift in my mind and I want to say something that's just true. Ach Sameach is Hashem saying, I want you. And Shmini Atzeres is a place. And there's a place of perfection in all of us. It's called the soul. I'm a soul, you're a soul. There's a place of us that's not broken at all. Of course, Chuva allows me to access that place. And it's true. The better I had in the 21 days, the more I'll be in touch 
with the place that's pure because I have ikuvim because of my flaws. But the reality of that soul that Hashem says, is true no matter what type of 21 days I have. The fact that it's shayich to get to that place is because that place is a reality and a fact. Shemini Atzeris is a place of perfection in you and I. It's already many months later, I came back to yeshiva looking at myself differently and the guys. We are precious souls, you and I, powerful, on fire souls. Of course, we have a world and we have challenges, but seeing preciousness in people will allow you to impact them. It's hard to see good in people because we're blocked by our own insecurities. And I say to anybody who wants to be a good mekariv and a good mechanech to accept ourselves and our own difficulties, but profoundly, profoundly to accept ourselves, the more self-acceptance, the more people will look wonderful. And when we see people as wonderful, as impressive, I try to hire Rebbeim that are mechabed bachrim. Kavod is not externally. The Rebbeim by us are people that are impressed, I dare say intimidated practically. They're dazzled by people. I want somebody, excuse me, who so accepts himself, he's able to accept others. And he could look at others and appreciate and be impressed. And at that place, we could have a massive, massive impact in somebody else. Like Rev Hirsch writes those words, the bedrock of education is covered. The massive way we can impact somebody is seeing their specialness, is being impressed and being dazzled by others. Whether we're moving to Kentucky, whether we're moving to Florida, whether we're moving to Connecticut or New York or anywhere else, the impact on others is seeing the essential preciousness that's there. At the point that we're impressed by people authentically and, and moved and taken, of course, we all have challenges. It's a world of challenges. We all have nisyanus. We all have our difficulties, but we're precious souls. The more we could see it, you deal with Bachram, you're dealing with somebody we don't, we don't know. So we say, Kirav Rechaikim, I don't know, we're karev, he's rachaik. We're all karev and rachaik. But it, it's two neshamas. It's two neshamas. Now, certainly we have so much preciousness. People are learning in such a coil. And I look at the B'nai Torah here. We have a wealth of preciousness. We are a lot. And we have a lot. And we can impact somebody who also is a lot. So again, we are a lot. And we have a lot. And we can impact somebody who is a lot. And I think that covet and respect that we'll have to people that we engage with can allow us to make tremendous, tremendous impact. I have seen the vibe of people who disrespect others. I once told the mechanic that till you're on vacation with your wife and you're in Hawaii and you're talking about Bahram, but you're like nishtoyming from them, you're not really gonna have a big impact because you look down what even we spoke before, there are two things I want to know in the yeshiva, what goes on in the Rebbe's room. I want to know whether Rebbeim loving of each other, respecting, appreciating, but mamish mechazek, that I want to know. And I want to know how they talk about Bachram. Is it condescending? Is it, oh, you heard what he did, what he said? Or is it like a sense of, there's a certain respect, a certain appreciation. When we're mechabed, we can have an impact. But when we're really mechabed, I think 
self-acceptance for anybody who wants to do Kirov and Chinuch, learning to accept ourselves in a, in a real way and not to, we all, we're human, we're so, so human, but we're wonderful humans and accepting ourselves in a deep and profound way allows, you'll know your self-acceptance, there's a simple litmus test. When you see good in others around you, you're self-accepting. If you see flaws in people, ask yourself what you don't accept about yourself. And a deep self-acceptance and appreciation of ourselves who are wonderful allows us to see good in others. And when we see good in others, we can impact others. So that's what I wanted to, um, that's really what I wanted to share with the Hevra. I could talk more. I'd love a few minutes of if there are questions, observations. I'd love to hear. If not, I could talk longer. Is Ray Black, Blackman, are you running this? You the Deutsch is running it. <laughs> um, as usual in our call, no, 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 nobody's really running it. Um, you can set your own rules, Rabbi Kalish. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I you prefer questions. Thank you a questions. lot that you're having me. You prefer no I questions? You can have questions. <laughs> if there are any questions. Now, can I, I ask a question? Yes, please. So what happens if you, you're put into an organization and you are wholesome? And at the end of the day, there's at the end of the day, there is always some people that just get on your nerves. And you're put together and you're there to work on it, work with him together. What do you do then? You guys are working together, someone you don't like. There's something there that bothers you. Now what? Yeah. I wanna I wanna answer, I wanna say a few points to that. I wanna say that the, again, I wanna reiterate that the more we accept people and the more we're close to people we're working with the more our organization will be successful. Any place, I wanna say much to that, that anything we're doing, anything, there could be difficulties to the situation. There could be difficulties and learning how to navigate difficulties. Part of what we give over our own nisyanus, a part of what we could give over to others. So our own working through difficult people and difficult situations is not a side point to the Kirov and the impact we make. So how we deal with that, there are difficult people out there. How we deal with that difficult person is not a side point. If I have like a very secular and a very superficial way of chenach, I'm trying to be magical and no, I'm a human being who has frail people. My own adjustment to that person is what I can give other people. I include them in a real person with real life's challenges. But I wanna share something else with you, Maish. I want to share something else with everybody here that matters to me a lot. I think I see my son, my she's here, CJ Kurtz, CJ Kurtz, yeah, my good friend, my son and CJ, I thank them. I want to, um, I want to share with everybody here something that is, that, that I think you might find cool. Many, I have faced in yeshiva many, many obstacles and I've gotten frustrated. And I ask Hashem, what are you doing? Anything you'll do, you're talking specifically a challenge of somebody you work with. And I, this is not what you were asking, but I want to say that anything we do, we're going to face obstacles. And I have asked myself that, what do you want, Hashem? Don't you like what I'm doing? Why do you make it so hard? I've been part of yeshiva that's been thrown out of a city by the government. We had no place tremendous, tremendous pressure. We were shut down for two months. We've gone through a lot over the years. And I asked myself, what does Hashem want? I asked myself, what do you want? 
We're doing your will. Rev, Rev Nayach Weinberg used to say, he famously said that Hashem controls the traffic lights. And if I'm going right, he'll make all the lights green. And yet we find, I see tremendous Yad Hashem. I have seen many, many miracles from Hashem. I'm amazed by that. And yet I've seen obstacles as well. What is that? Shouldn't there be only easy? And I, I want to be honest, this question, it's not an old question. I still struggle with it at times. But I want to tell you something, Maish, that the follow, I have the following question. Bilam faces an obstacle, and the obstacle tells Bilam, stop. Stop. What are you doing? Why are you traveling to curse the Jewish nation? And the obstacle, Bilam is supposed to understand, don't smack your donkey, stop. That makes sense to me. Obstacles say stop. And yet the Avais, the Avais, our Avais, our holy Avais, faced tremendous obstacles. And yet they kept going forward. And yet the Avais, yet the Avais, somebody, I see somebody on the chat wrote, like Rabbi Nachman said, Kifi Minias is the Cheshiva Sa'inyan. So Maish, it's, it's what, what's going on? I don't get it. The Avais faced obstacles, Esav, Paroi, Lavan, terrible obstacles. And yet they kept going and they saw obstacles Hashem wants me to fight through. Bilam's obstacle said, stop, I don't understand. How am I supposed to know? And if it's not, Hashem talks clearly, how am I supposed to know? And anything anybody here wants to do, you will face obstacles. So maybe it's telling you, stop, how do you know? And I've come to the following conclusion, Maish. This is what I think. When I say conclusion, I'm a young man. This is what I'm thinking now. This is what I think right now. Obstacles are only one message to rethink what you're doing. All obstacles to everybody, to Bilam and to Avram Lahavdil, are saying rethink what you're doing. When Bilam rethinks what he's doing, he quits. That's what he should do if he's honest. He should quit. Because what he wants to do is wrong and absolutely he should quit. That's what Bilam should do. When, when the others have obstacles, what they should do is rethink. And they rethink, they decide to do it again, but with much more passion, you become a tiger. I, I re-became, I had a minor procedure a week and a half ago. When I woke up, I decided to start the school again. I sent the text to Rabbi Zon. A Rebbe in Yeshiva, please gather the Rebbeim. I'll be home please, 12 o'clock if all the Rebbeim come to my house. I opened the Yeshiva again. I was very relieved. The doctor said everything's fine. And I started the Yeshiva again. And obstacles make us rethink what we do. And you're supposed to rethink what you do. And I want to say to anybody here, all of us with dreams of accomplishing, you will face obstacles. And the obstacles absolutely are meant just like by Bilam to rethink. And you might rethink, and if you're wrong, you'll stop. That's what was supposed to happen by Bilam. If you're right, you'll double down on your efforts. You'll be a tiger. You'll decide ever fresh, ever anew. Obstacles are wonderful. It doesn't always feel that way. They're difficult. They're difficult, and they challenge everything about you and force you to rethink everything as you should. But then you say, you know what, I want to do this. So everybody here is not just making the choice once to go into Kirov, to go into Chenach, to go into Impact. I hope you make that choice every time you face an obstacle. 
When you faced an obstacle, think about it. Think what you're doing, think why you're doing, and you'll commit ever harder to what you decided. So Maishi asked the cash about dealing with difficult people. I'm answering two points. The difficulties in idealism, the difficult people you face, you should rethink if you should do what you're doing. Every time your donkey's blocked, you should reface. Don't smack the donkey, rethink. If you decide it's right, become a tiger. Fight harder for what you believe what you're doing. That's one point I want to say to Maish. The second point is I want to say our own unique challenges that we face in our life are not separate from the external job. It's not in the way this difficult person I'm dealing with, To it sounds like in all, I'm trying to impact, I'm trying to be Macarab and I have these difficulties. My inner battles and my private struggles, as I'm succeeding, I could share that with the world, not by telling them about the difficult guy, but by being a person who navigated a difficult person. I think the private struggles help us be real to the external things that we want to give over. So yet you should view difficulties in your own private life with people around you as opportunities to enhance ourselves and to be more, to give more. So I think it's a very important view of the private struggle. The more we succeed in those, we can then share with others. If there could be more questions, Chaim Gurizi, I'm excited. I didn't know Chaim's here. Chaim, it's awesome to be with you. We have Shmuel Menachmov's here. I'm just excited. I if I, I'm sorry. I have a question. I can ask a questioner. Who's asking? I need to identify. I want to know who I'm talking to. Mar. Mar, I'm honored to meet you. Please ask. Um, I want to know what. When did you, when was like in your whole career, when did you have like the best, what happened that you had like the best feeling, like the best number one top moment? Wow. It's such, it's, it's, it's an honestly intelligent question. I, I'm not a pretend person. I could answer when Waterbury won a playoff game, when the Wolfpack beat TABC in the playoffs in a raucous gym, but I'll sound so funny to the, I'm, I'll expose myself. Like that's your excitement. Do you want a playoff game? So I'm, I don't want to answer that. It doesn't sound from enough. It's, it's a very intelligent question. I don't, I, I'm not prepared, like, to, I'm not, I don't, I have to think through it, not to just answer there. I'd say in any career, there are many beautiful moments and you have to take the beautiful moments and, and really like gain chizuk and strength from the beautiful moments. And there are many challenging moments and, and like every aspect of life, I can answer you like a good moment and the best moment. I wanna say, and, and say this Mar, it doesn't answer your question. I, I'm not in Chinuch. There are people who are in Chinuch who love the adventure and they live in excitement through somebody else's excitement. That's not me. I'm, I know people that are like a book waiting to happen. I, I don't think I'll ever have a book. And I, they're, they're like waiting to publish the good story. Oh my gosh. I'm very into the adventures of my life and my own story. 
I've hit some big jump shots in my life and missed some big ones in my life. I once beat my novel with a three with a few seconds left and I've taken some bad shots. I try to forget when those happen. I don't try, I don't live through the Chinuch and, and Kirv has a lot of adventure. Learn to appreciate your own adventure. I don't know if it's safe, if the external adventure is, is your excitement. So you'd be surprised that a lot of my successes and, and the best moments were my own successes, more than a guy did this and a guy did that. In an honest way, my own private things that I might not even want to share right now would be my happiest moments. It might be a time that all of us, I, I could tell you times that I put my wife over the whole yeshiva and that was like in a tough case, that was a very, those are important moments. I'll be honest, I felt like tremendous internal victories in those. So it's funny, you say your best moments. Let me tell you a story, Mar. Could I share a story with you? Rev Itzel, Rev Itzel went to Rev Yisrael. Rev Yisrael raised Talmidim that was selfless. That was a big teaching of Rev Yisrael to be selfless. Rev Itzel was 25 years old and he was offered to be the Rav of St. Petersburg. You had the opportunity to impact a million Jews if you took the job. And he asked his Rebbe if he should take the job. Now, all of us in our own journeys could picture the Shiloh, our own dreams, and we want to give an impact. And this was his big chance to impact. And he asked Rebbe Yisrael Salanter, should he teach? Should he become the Rav of St. Petersburg? An opportunity to affect one million Yidden. And Rebbe Yisrael's answer was shocking. He said, Rev Itzel, you're a davener. You're a good prayer. You daven well. Is it good for your davening or bad for your davening? Now that is like, that's, what are you talking about? He wants to impact 1 million Jews. His Rebbe had taught him to be selfless. And Rev Itzel said, are you a good davener or not? Are you a good davener? I'm enjoying the whole speech. There's, there's a younger man holding a child. And that guy, I would, that's a guy I'd hire. That's, that's Kirv. That's like the face of Kirv and Chenach. I appreciate that a lot. I appreciate that a lot. But um, <laughs> the, you, you should have tremendous nachas, tremendous, tremendous nachas. I want to, I want to say that what's Pshat Reb Itzel was told you're a good davener. Is it good for you davening or not? That sounds so selfish. And here he can impact a million yidden. Shouldn't he put aside his own needs? And I think the Iker of Kirov and Chenach is sharing self with the world. Rabbi Yisrael was telling him if a davener would be power, if that would help your internal worlds, then you'll be powerful externally. So when Mar asks, like your big moments, I've had many exhilarating moments in Chenach. And, and I've been to guys celebrating Siyumim is a tremendous moment, and I love it, and feel a very big pride in that. And seeing guys, I've gone to weddings that have been, I'm thinking of certain weddings, Mar, when you say it, weddings that were like incredible to be there, a wedding of a guy who's written off and doing a wonderful shidduch. I've been to Brissim that have been incredibly exhilarating. So there've been a lot of very special moments I want to say that the own, our own work and our own growth, I can't say it enough, have been very magical to me. So when I was able to have internal victories, that matters a lot. It's not just being cool and saying something, it's a truth. 
So I, I say to Mar that it's fascinating that Rabbi Yisrael told Rabbi Etzel, of course, he wanted him to be selfless, but share the davener with the world. You're a davener. So Rabbi Etzel probably had a lot of magical moments in St. Petersburg. I didn't, I didn't want to give away the end of the story, so I didn't tell you his name's of Etzel Petterberg, because obviously he took the job. So it was good for a davener. But I want to say there are many magical moments Anybody who has this attitude I'm talking about, about the internal victories being important, working through my own relationships with people I work with, whether it's a wife or a coworker, will understand what I'm saying, that magical moments are not always what externally that person, that person you became and did, it will be your own internal victories. So there are definitely a lot of beautiful, wonderful, exciting moments, many chasna that you sit there and just like, wow, and many accomplishments that are very good feelings. I, I could think about the question and come up with like a list of top 10, but I think internal victories are very, very important in the whole way I'm thinking that our own successes, our own patiences with our children, those would occupy a lot of the places on the list, to be honest. So that's what I want to say. It I sounds like, yeah. It sounds like we we hear we hear a lot about that. The best feeling in the world is to give to someone else and to impact. But it sounds like from already saying that that's not really the best feeling. It's more internal things and things that that you yourself do. I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to take away. There's an excitement. There's a magic to Chinuch and Kirov. You go out of town. And you're a tiger and you're impacting a community and you're, we're all human. We all like covered. People are standing up. We like that. People are excited and people are energized by what you're doing. And there's a magic to it all. And I don't want to lessen that magic. I don't, and I don't want to be a pretend. There's a lot of exciting things. Those are all cool stuff. Those are cool stuff. And even when you describe the best thing impacts somebody else, gives an energy to us, no question. Through somebody else's excitement, we gave an excitement. I think as we age, the things that become like the most important are very internal. Now, we're not selfish. We want to take our light and share it. We're all about giving it. And when we're sharing our light, but precisely when it's our light being shared is very exhilarating. So... The question, Mar, there's a lot of excitement in Chinuch and Kirov, and certainly exhilarating for a family to be involved in meaningful pursuits. We're all born to impact. So it's certainly exhilarating. I think what, like, you know, there's a person knows their own flaws. So I think the more we have the inner work together, it's so you're a good davener. Is it good for you davening or not? The more the good davener impacts, that's exhilarating. When the best exhilarating thing is when it, it's deep within, you feel like something of you was shared. So those are very, very powerful deeply. But I'm not taking away, there's a lot of excitement and frustration. It wouldn't be fair not to say that there are challenges. That wouldn't be honest either. Anything real has the excitements that Hashem sends to keep us in it and to keep us to keep our energy up, and it has the challenges to make sure that we don't become stale, that we re-decide to do it. Both are accurate, but for sure, giving, we're born to give to others, that for sure is powerful. I think the best thing we can give to others is a piece of ourselves. 
You have itzel, you're a davener. If it's good for your davening, share the davener with the world. Those are like very profound successes and profoundly positive. When we're deeply connected to what we're giving, I think it's very, very fired up and positive. That's, that's how I would say it. If there are more questions, if not- Can, I, can I ask a yeah. question? Yes, who's, who's I? I just not good with- Yitzi, Yitzi Blumstein. Yitzi, Rabbi Yitzi, how are you? I want to sing, I want to sing Mamleches um, Kehanim, this week's Parsha. I'll sing it. I'll sing it together with Uriel. Where's Uriel? I'm sorry. I said I'll sing it together with Uriel. Let's go. Let's go. And Cookie, Cookie, where's your guitar? Like the Zoom is on COVID. Yeah, vada, vada. Can I ask the a question? Yeah. Can we? Should we first do Vatim Tiuli or first your question, your request first? Okay. So the question is: the Rub is telling us. How uh, we have to really love all Kali and we have to be in touch with ourselves and love ourselves. Um, I think I speak for myself when I say that, you know, I still have a long way to go. So at what point are, can I say I'm ready to go and, and help Kali Yisrael and, you know, I'm, I'm good. But even though it's still a long process. Yeah, I'm still waiting to be yeah. ready. <laughs> so the answer, the answer, Yitzi, is we're never ready. We're never ready for the schluss. I say as long as we're an honest person that's working, that's honestly working, we're powerful. We're big people. We're all big people. I can't answer like when we're ready. I don't know a formula. I think a lot is their needs. And when in your heart a need appears, grab it and do it. I think the more we see a need and we and and we jump in and 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 the makam shenish we jump in and we with ourselves with our kaiches allow our light to shine in that place of need. I don't think a person will ever feel ready. I I don't know anybody. I haven't met that person who feels ready. I, I certainly don't feel ready yet. But but you 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 Hashem guides us and there are times things come up. Jump in and do it. The person who doesn't feel ready is probably the best one suited for the job. I want to hire people who don't feel ready. I don't want to hire somebody who feels ready. So, you know, ready is a very difficult question. We're all works in progress. I'm 48, just discovering emotions and my own feelings. And the job itself taught it to me. Our internal battles and external area of, of working are very in sync. Rebitzel was a good davener, being Rub of Petersburg helped his davening and his davening helped Petersburg. So together at your job will bring out, it will, it will actually, I think, speed up our process of working on ourselves. If we're very present and honest in whatever task we choose, our internal battles will be ongoing and our external jobs of, of operation will be ongoing. Don't worry about being not ready. That's what I would say. How do we uh, how do we raise children in an out of town community doing care of a lot of time lots of out of town while still giving them over that Jewish education properly and making them really be B'nai Tyra? I have a lot of belief. Elaza, it's a very very strong question. I have a lot of belief in the power of family. I think it's much. I I all the time people ask. Should I live in Eretz Yisrael for Chinuch Habanim? Should I leave Eretz Yisrael for Chinuch Habanim? Should I raise my kids here or there? The most powerful tool for Chinuch Habanim is to have a great home. 
to have a great, great home. That's the most powerful tool in the world. Rev Asher Weiss, brilliantly, I'm a Levi, and Leviim have two jobs. Some Leviim are doormen, and some Leviim are singers. I will definitely be a doorman. Chaim Guri, you're going to have tremendous pull to get into the to get into the Beis Hamikdash. I'm going to be one of the doormen. It will be open for Chaim. Yehuda, you come when you want. Now it's interesting. I'm not going to be a singer. I don't have the voice for it. Sayyiprash so does not be a singer. It gives. It, it's interesting. Rav Asher Weiss says it sounds like two different jobs. Some are singing. Some are protecting. And Rav Asher Weiss said that they're all the same. You could protect from forces outside, but if it's not beautiful inside, there is no shmira. The singers are making it beautiful inside. Then it's shayach to have guards that don't let outside influences. I think, Elazar, wherever you raise kids, if your home is magical, so then, then, then that creates powerful children. People I respect a lot have raised kids in all different situations and environments. I have seen people raise kids in all different places. Amazing. I very much believe in the powerful home. Even I could tell you in yeshiva, what I'm trying to do these days much more is impact parents to change their home. I'll tell you a story, Elazar. Years ago, we had a guy who came in 10th grade to Waterbury. Halfway through the year, we couldn't hold him. And his father was broken. His father loved the yeshiva. His father kept coming down to yeshiva and decided I'm absorbing the values of yeshiva and I'm making my home Waterbury. And his home became loving and respect. He, he changed his home. Recently, I met his son learning in the mere yeshiva. His son, he, his home, the home is much more powerful. The home is the biggest impact on a kid more than anything in the world, dad and mom are the biggest impact. So that gives me a lot of chizik, people living here. I have an aunt and uncle that raised their kids in Phoenix, Arizona. Their kids are one after another tzaddikim. The home was on fire. I believe in a home that's loving. If it puts extra pressure on a home, excellent. Says at the times of Mashiach, I believe in a lot in the power of family. That gives a lot of chizik wherever you raise your kids. You know, again, they're shyless, they're complications, wherever we are. I don't care if a guy's raising his children in Yerushalayim, in Brooklyn, in Lakewood, or in Boca, or in Kentucky, the home being a beautiful place where Yiddishkeit is lived and kept and warm, I believe in that a lot. Yeah. We still, can we sing? I, are we, Ashley, I think we uh, disconnected. Perfect. Oh, we're back, we're back, perfect. Yet, can, can we sing? You can, you, you, can all feel, you can all feel free to sing to your heart's content. Go right ahead, Rabbi. Yetzi, where's Yetzi? I, I'm not leading this because everybody it, has to unmute in order to sing. Also, Yetzi, Yetzi, everybody should sing muted because it won't sing. Oh no, unmuted. That's how Zoom works. Can so, I have a can I have a duet? Maybe Chaim Guri could join me. Of course, Chaim on 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 Chaim Guri. Chaim, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm finding you. I just found you. I figured I'd go to the next page. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Let me find you. Chaim, I'm finding you. I'm right here. Um, we're going to get you. Yeah, I'm coming. When okay. someone's unmuted, they go to the first page. 
Go no, back. wait, Kalish is, uh, is, is, what's it called? He's pinned, so that doesn't happen. I'm fine. Chaim, I see you who the Deutsch. I found him a little. Oh, Chaim, I got you. You look great, Chaim. Thank Maybe you. it's the Chsim Mazakin. Actually, I just didn't get the right page. Ashi came. He always saves the day. I thank Ashi for setting this up with you, the Deutsch. Chaim, you look great. Chaim, you. you and Yitzhi, we're all saing, we're watching males. If guys feel, I'll tell you the truth, that guys may feel, Kalish, this is like, but we're Kyle guys sitting and learning. I'll be honest, a balabas once said in my shul that I asked the Hebrew to sing. Nobody would say this today, but it was early in my shul. And he said, I feel like you're treating us like kids to sing. And I was thinking, what's he going to feel in the base Hamikdash? We sing, that's what we do. It has nothing to do with ages and stages. There's a, my aunt was an Isha Hashuva. She was a Tzadikas. And recently she's been on my mind a lot. She was a big impact in my life. She passed away at 48, an Isha Tzadikas. At the moments of her patira, she gathered her kids around her bed and asked her to sing. She didn't she ask them to sing. They were singing at the moments of her patira, beautiful songs. It's not for kids. She was 48 going to Ilum and she was asking her kids to sing. Chaim, let's do it. Chaim and Yitzi. If we could unmute Chaim and Yitzi. Let's say everybody, we want to see males moving. Let's all sing Chevra. Chaim, could, Yitzi, could you start us? Chaim, want to give us the key? Chaim, Thank you, Yitzi. Amazing, amazing. Thank you, Yitzi. Powerful, the power of a song. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, we've sang that song, Yitzi, here for many, 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 many years. So we appreciate the family. Thank you. My pleasure. Anytime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing, amazing. We've Are we able to ask a question? Please ask. Who's asking? Please. Aaron Balsam. Shalom Aleichem. Are you related to Akiva Balsam? Yeah, he is my second cousin. Yes. Fantastic. Nice to meet you, Aaron. 
Pleasure's mine. I, I want to know the Tyra behind uh, all the singing before or in middle of every uh, share. That's a very good question. I think I think it's important in Yiddishkeit that it's not just one part of ourselves to engage Yiddishkeit. I think Yiddishkeit has to be an entire body experience, emotional, intellectual. Every part of us has to engage Yiddishkeit. I worry I can share ideas with guys. We can learn Tyra, but is is the person like, ah, is the person holding on? Is is the person like marrying Tyra? The word das is to marry the information that you know. I think singing helps for that a lot. I like saying ideas, but singing it after. So it's not, I don't sing words. I don't just like sing tunes, though tunes are great too. And you can get tremendous places from tunes. A lot of nigunei chabad, there's tremendous place to get from tunes, but a lot of things we're saying and incorporating and studying. So the from the most, those are the words that preceded Kabbalah Satira. We're not just singing words, we're marrying a concept. I think song helps that a lot. It connects us to ideas in very meaningful ways. I want the mind, heart, every part of us to connect to Yiddishkeit. I think people are craving to connect, to feel Yiddishkeit, to experiencing it. So as such, I like singing things. That's that's the short of it, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. I do, yeah, yeah. The music's very, very powerful. In the Beis HaMikdash, there was music. It's always been a powerful force in Yiddishkeit. And many of the great Musa yeshivas were into music. In, in, in Chachmei Lublin, Reb Meir Shapiro was very, very into singing. He was Nifter Kiyadua, the Bacham, were dancing around his around his bed, but music's always been powerful in the Jewish nation. We have Shabbos Miras. Music's always been, it's not a new thing that the, the power of Nagina, tremendous power of song, Shiru Lashem. Music is, Mashiach's described the Shir Chadash, a new song. There's a passion. Az Yiraninu there's, there's a tremendous Hadgash on music. Az Yashir Maisha, these parishes culminated with a song where we sang something, Shira is very, very powerful to express something, to connect to something, to bring something deeply in ourselves and to emote something from deep inside of ourselves. Music's always been very powerful. I want guys to see that learning is not like this just intellectual. There's a, it's a full body experience. I don't want just guys to see it. I want to experience that. So I think music is very, very powerful. <laughs> yeah, I really thank. I don't know everybody's timetable, but I we kept everybody for an hour. Yehuda, yeah. What was the official time? Did I go over time already? We had till ten thirty, right? It was ten. I think someone said eleven. I think that's what someone said. <laughs> what time's the official time, Yehuda? It's like this for, um, for everybody time on, now. For, for everybody, it's nine o'clock. For the Waterbury boys, they go until 12 1. <laughs> so the, the hour is late. I, I, I want, I'll close like this. I am holding up a volleyball tournament here. 
and Mar asked for good moments. I actually won the last tournament. You do. I played on Shlomo Guri's team. It's my first tournament victory here in 14 years. So wow. Mar, a good moment. Shlomo still tired, Chaim, from carrying me through these. It was grueling. The bottom line, I want to say to everybody here that we're a nation of idealists. We were started by Avram Avinu. The want and drive to share what we have is huge. But I, I want to say that Yiddishkeit is not a Ponzi scheme. I don't make him from to make him from to make him from. I am from. It's not a Ponzi scheme. So, of course, we're driven to share what we have. I say to us all, acquire, acquire and share what you acquire. And the next person acquires and shares what he acquires. To speak to a group full of tzviki and chaver that are clearly idealists. You're in such a coil, an idealistic coil, run by an idealistic Rebbe. Reb Berkowitz is an idealist. I dreamt, when I was a youngster, I thought I was going to do Kirov. That was my dream. I told my wife on a date, we're going to move to Cincinnati and make all the Yidin from. It's not a Chiddush the way I thought. I think any Yid who learns Chumash and you start with Avram, so your dream is to be an idealist. He's our first father. So all of us, I'm speaking to idealists and I say, share it, bring it. I say that there's so much to do out there and so much we can do. We have the goods come with confidence, confidence in yourself, confidence in your own soul, acceptance in your own soul, come with confidence and bring it, bring it, share with the world, share. We have tremendous gifts. The tire is precious. I have, I have two beliefs. A therapist in Muncie called me up a couple of years ago. And he said, I've been following your career, Kalish. I figured you out. He said, you believe in people. There was a pause on the phone and he said, you're crazy. And I believe in people and I believe in Tyra. We have souls, we have powerful souls. Shine your light, shine your light. We're big stuff, all of us. We have big souls and we could shine our light places. And by appreciating our own self, what we are and what we have, we can impact the next person, seeing who they are and what they have. We're big people impacting big people. It's Kirov Kravim and it's Rechaikim being Mekarev Rechaikim, Rechaikim being Mekarev Kravim. I haven't figured out who's Karav and Rachid yet. I'm still trying. I met, I, I just, everybody has souls. So, Bring it, I say to everybody here, Ashrenu, that we have an army here of, of sincere people who are bursting, who are asking, am I ready yet? I don't know the day we're ready. I say to everybody there, in wanting to give out, I always wish I filled up more. So I say to everybody, fill up, fill up, grab every bit of learning we can, every bit of work on ourselves we can. Your jobs and your experiences, when you're being honest and you're being present to your job, will force more growth because you'll deal with the difficult person you're working for and with and about, and you'll have all different challenges, the world of challenges. When you're present to them and your inner world still matters, you'll have a lot of growth in the positions you're in. And you'll have a tremendous adventure and a positive of giving the exhilaration of living what we're meant. All of us should have to be successful internally in our inner world and to share that beautiful inner world.
that's certainly beautiful in a world, the beautiful in a world of the person who's working on himself, share that with the world impact, make a tremendous, tremendous impact, bring your light to communities, to classrooms, with respect, with love, the people that respect others have the most impact. That's, I believe that, the people that respect others. Sechai V'salvavas, we're close with this, Sechai V'salvavas says that a chassid said he was a, he called himself a manik, not a manik, what's the word of Ezia B'chai V'salvavas? He described that, why was Isaiah to be a... Adam, Adam. Adain, Adain, thank you, Chaimel. He said it was an Adain for his dar, like some boss of his generation. I don't assume he means like a king. I assume he means impact. And the Chassid said, the reason I was Zaycha to have an impact is I didn't meet one person that I didn't see something that was bigger than myself. If we could see preciousness in others, we could have impact, go out there, see greatness. Avram Avinu, the greatest impactor in history, was an ayin taib, is the first midi. Saw good in others, see good in yourself, self-acceptance, and go out there and be matzliach. All of us should be zeichet, have successful careers of steiging and passing on the light that we certainly are and have of sharing that with the world. Hatzlacha Rab, have an excellent night. Thank you so much for allowing me this opportunity. Thank you, Yehuda Deitch, for allowing Ray Blackman. Thank you, Ashi, for arranging. Have an excellent night, Rabbi Sain. Hatzlacha on your Thank you own. so much, Rabbi. I love you, Rabbi. Thank you. I love you, time. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Rabbi. Rabbi that was awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it a lot. Thank you very much. Thank you, Rabbi. Thank you, Rabbi. Rabbi, go win the tournament. Rabbi. Thank you so, so, so much. Kalt of Chaim. Kalt of Chaim. Yeah, he said Chaim. <laughs> What's the Thank you. Rabbi. Sing again. What's this volleyball tournament you're Kalt of Chaim. Kalt of. See you guys. <laughs> What's your name? Delta Delta. No, brother. <laughs> Basically, yes, he wants to know if there's any job available for him now. Anybody well, know Yitzhi and Avi. I'm going to work there with Yitzi. Let's go. No, I mean, when are, when yeah, Yitzi really did not ask you. Yitzi did not ask you. He did not ask you practical questions. Volleyball tournament. Oh, he did. He is looking at it. We have volleyball tournaments in the day. I love your black men. We have a trophy, best basketball. I want Rabbi Blackman to play volleyball. And I wasn't proud at all. I didn't even go. Yehuda, oh. what's this? We'll have urban planning contests. What's so this? Yitzhi, I wanted to hear, hear your reaction to that. Yitzhi, you know? All I care about is that Ray Blackman is precious. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much, Yehuda. You're precious. I don't care. Whatever. Don't mention oh, it. Yehuda, <laughs> <laughs> you're implementing what Rabbi Kayla just taught you. Look, well, looking for the good in 